Wednesday of the 22nd week in Ordinary Time God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord Jesus Christ, be present now, and let your Holy Spirit bow, all hearts in love and truth today, to hear your word and keep your way. Give us the grace to grasp your word, that we may do what we have heard. Instruct us through the scriptures, Lord, as we draw near, O God adored. May your glad tidings always bring good news to men, that they may sing of how you came to save all men. Instruct us till you come again. To God the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit, three in one, to you, O blessed Trinity, be praised throughout eternity. We groan in pain as we await the redemption of our bodies. I said, I will be watchful of my ways, for fear I should sin with my tongue. I will put a curb upon my lips when the wicked man stands before me. I was dumb, silent, and still. His prosperity stirred my grief. My heart was burning within me. At the thought of it, the fire blazed up and my tongue burst into speech. O Lord, you have shown me my end. How short is the length of my days. Now I know how fleeting is my life. You have given me a short span of days. My life is as nothing in your sight. A mere breath, the man who stood so firm. A mere shadow, the man passing by. A mere breath, the riches he hoards, not knowing who will have them. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. We groan in pain as we await the redemption of our bodies. Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. Let me not weep in vain. And now, Lord, what is there to wait for? In you rests all my hope. Set me free from all my sins. Do not make me the taunt of the fool. I was silent, not opening my lips, because this was all your doing. Take away your scourge from me. I am crushed by the blows of your hand. You punish man's sins and correct him. Like the moth, you devour all he treasures. Mortal man is no more than a breath. O Lord, hear my prayer. O Lord, turn your ear to my cry. Do not be deaf to my tears. In your house I am a passing guest, a pilgrim like all my fathers. Look away, that I may breathe again, before I depart to be no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Through your Son you taught us, Father, not to be fearful of tomorrow, but to commit our lives to your care. Do not withhold your Spirit from us, but help us find a life of peace after these days of trouble. Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. Let me not weep in vain. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. Why do you boast of your wickedness, you champion of evil, planning ruin all day long, your tongue like a sharpened razor, you master of deceit? You love evil more than good, lies more than truth. You love the destructive word, you tongue of deceit. For this God will destroy you and remove you forever. He will snatch you from your tent and uproot you from the land of the living. The just shall see and fear. They shall laugh and say, So this is the man who refused to take God as his stronghold, but trusted in the greatness of his wealth and grew powerful by his crimes. But I am like a growing olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the goodness of God forever and ever. I will thank you evermore, for this is your doing. 
I will proclaim that your name is good in the presence of your friends. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Father, you cut down the unfruitful branch for burning, and prune the fertile to make it bear more fruit. Make us grow like laden olive trees in your domain, firmly rooted in the power and mercy of your Son, so that you may gather from us fruit worthy of eternal life. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. I put my trust in the word of the Lord. All my hope is in him. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, this message came from the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Stand in the court of the house of the Lord and speak to the people of all the cities of Judah who come to worship in the house of the Lord. Whatever I command you, tell them, and omit nothing. Perhaps they will listen and turn back, each from his evil way, so that I may repent of the evil I have planned to inflict upon them for their evil deeds. Say to them, Thus says the Lord, If you disobey me, not living according to the law I placed before you, and not listening to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I send you constantly, though you do not obey them, I will treat this house like Shiloh, and make this the city which all the nations of the earth shall refer to when cursing one another. Now the priests, the prophets, and all the people heard Jeremiah speak these words in the house of the Lord. When Jeremiah finished speaking all that the Lord bade him speak to all the people, the priests and the prophets laid hold of him, crying, You must be put to death. Why do you prophesy in the name of the Lord? This house shall be like Shiloh, and this city shall be desolate and deserted. And all the people gathered about Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the princes of Judah were informed of these things, they came up from the king's palace to the house of the Lord and held court at the new gate of the house of the Lord. The priests and prophets said to the princes and to all the people, This man deserves death. He has prophesied against the city, as you have heard with your own ears. Jeremiah gave this answer to the princes and all the people. It was the Lord who sent me to prophesy against this house and city all that you have heard. Now, therefore, reform your ways and your deeds. Listen to the voice of the Lord your God, so that the Lord will repent of the evil with which he threatens you. As for me, I am in your hands. Do with me what you think good and right. But mark well, if you put me to death, it is innocent blood you bring on yourselves, on this city and its citizens. For in truth it was the Lord who sent me to you, to speak all these things for you to hear. Take this to heart. If you kill me, you and your city must bear the guilt of innocent blood. Pilate washed his hands before the crowd and said, I am innocent of the blood of this just man. You and your city must bear the guilt of innocent blood. A reading from a commentary on John by Origen, priest. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. It seems to me that Jesus meant the Jews in this episode to stand for sensual men and those desirous of carnal and sensual things. These Jews were angry at his expulsion of the people who were turning his father's house into a market. So they asked for a sign to justify these actions, a sign that would show that the word of God, whom they refused to accept, was acting rightly. The Savior's reply combines a statement about the temple with a prophecy about his own body. For in answer to their question, 
What sign can you give to justify your conduct? He says, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Indeed, I think that both the temple and the body of Jesus can be seen in a single perspective as a type of the church. For the church is being built out of living stones. It is in process of becoming a spiritual dwelling for a holy priesthood raised on the foundations of apostles and prophets, with Christ as its chief cornerstone. Hence, it bears the name Temple. On the other hand, it is written, You are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. Thus, even if the harmonious alignment of the stones should seem to be destroyed and fragmented and, as described in the 21st Psalm, all the bones which go to make up Christ's body should seem to be scattered by insidious attacks in persecutions or times of trouble, or by those who in days of persecution undermine the unity of the temple. Nevertheless, the temple will be rebuilt, and the body will rise again on the third day, after the day of evil which threatens it, and the day of consummation which follows. For the third day will dawn upon a new heaven and a new earth when these bones that form the whole house of Israel are raised up on that great day of the Lord, when death has been defeated. So the resurrection of Christ accomplished after his suffering on the cross, embraces the mystery of the resurrection of his whole body. For just as that physical body of Christ was crucified and buried, and afterward raised up, so in the same way the whole body of Christ's holy ones has been crucified and lives no longer with its own life. For each of them, like Paul, makes his boast of nothing else but the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which he has himself been crucified to the world, and the world to him. But each Christian has not only been crucified with Christ and crucified to the world, he has been buried with Christ too. As Paul tells us, we have been buried with Christ. But as though already in possession of some pledge of the resurrection, Paul goes on to say, And we have risen with him. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who lives within you, whom God has given you. You are not your own any more. You were purchased at a great price. You should then honor God in your body. You shall not defile yourselves. You shall be holy, for I am holy. You should then honor God in your body. Let us pray. Almighty God, every good thing comes from you. Fill our hearts with love for you. Increase our faith. And by your constant care, protect the good you have given us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.